You're listening to Colorado Sportscast Podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me again on this latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Podcast Network. Um, thank you again. This is um, kind of one of those uh, podcasts that I love doing. Uh, the Nuggets are on a streak that we have not seen since 2013. Um, the Nuggets won in March of 2013. They won 15 in a row. And uh, that was a really, I recall, uh, back in the CSG heyday, uh, was a really fun series of podcasts to do. Um, this is uh, another one of those opportunities we have to kind of talk about a, a good streak with the Denver Nuggets. They are now 21-9 and nine and sit atop the Western Conference. Uh, this is the best record the Nuggets had to start the season since 1977. And this is also uh, the latest they have been in first place since 1984. Uh, and I believe they went to the Western Conference Finals in 1984. So this is quite the quite the uh, stretch that the Nuggets are on that we, quite frankly, in the modern era of Nuggets basketball, and I'm talking about since Carmelo was drafted <clears throat> to now, we have not seen anything like this. And this is one of the most unique uh, Nuggets teams that I've ever had the pleasure of watching, and I've watched pretty much every season since 1987. So uh, that's we're going to cover that today, uh, and uh, I, I kind of want to go over specifically Nikola Jokic. Before I do that, um, I had the pleasure of sitting with last night Zach By from uh, 104.3 The Fan. Now, I know all of you guys are rolling your eyes, uh, and, and I don't blame you. Um, the, the fan has a very well-earned reputation for basically disregarding every other sport but the Broncos. Now, that is... Um, in, in a way, it's an economic decision because, um, let's face it, Denver is a Broncos town, and what drives the radio business is largely the Broncos. And um, the Broncos occupy a older demographic, and that demographic listens to the radio. Um, one of the reasons I've been frustrated with it is because I am part of that older demographic and people in their 40s who grew up on radio, um, specifically sports talk radio, and I understand that um, that part is what they are directly appealing to, which is fine. It's all well and good. I'm not going to rail against that. But Zach Bai, uh, who is part of the afternoon, early afternoon shift from noon to 3 on the fan. And by the way, this is not a promotion of that show. This is, I'm going to talk specifically about Zach. Uh, Zach has a podcast called Mile High Hoops, and he does it with Earl Boykins. And... Uh, it is an attempt, and I think a very good attempt, to outreach to uh, Nuggets fans because it's a half-hour-long Nuggets podcast. Zach and I, who have known Zach for, for a while since he got into town, and um, honestly, the guy knows his stuff. It was a great kind of conversation he and I had at this Nuggets game. Um, he got a chop opportunity to get introduced to all the Nuggets bloggers who were there, uh, and really, it was it was a good opportunity to kind of reintroduce the fan into Nuggets coverage. And I know people are like, well, they don't deserve to, you know, the, you're not with us then, you're not with us now kind of stuff. And I understand that sentiment. But honestly, 
more Nuggets coverage, the better. And that's, you know, I don't often promote other podcasts on uh, this this particular uh, podcast. Uh, CSG Podcast is the oldest of the Nuggets podcasts. We don't need to promote other podcasts. Uh, we exist in our own universe. And quite frankly, I just believe firmly in my own heart that, that the more Nuggets coverage, the better. And I think that... When I met with Zach, I found out how dedicated he is to basketball. He was a former college basketball player and also played semi-professionally, and he knows his stuff. He also did play-by-play for um, a college basketball team for about six years. So I think the man really wants to get really into this, and I would seriously check out his podcast he does with Earl Boykins. It's very good, and uh, despite what you, what, it, you, you know, what you may think of Earl as an analyst, uh, it is very good, and it's mostly because of Zach. So... Zach, shout out to you. Thank you for sitting with me at the Nuggets game, and I look forward to talking to you many more times in the future. All right, let's get into this Jokic thing. Um, Jokic had 32 points, 16 rebounds last night. And uh, he kind of did a tag team uh, with uh, Jamal Murray, who had 20 points and 15 assists. So it's kind of the... Uh, uh, Murray picked up the slack with the assists last night, where Jokic kind of had less, and, and Jokic did... Well, basically, he he did the classic Shaq-esque line, right? You know, Shaquille O'Neal would regularly rack up 32 points um, and pull down a shitload of rebounds. I mean, that was Shaquille O'Neal to a T. And uh, people forget how what a great passer Shaquille O'Neal was, but we'll talk about that at another time. Um, and his streak, these last five games, his Nuggets won four in a row, and really, when Millsap went down in the uh, 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 Charlotte game, it became it became an object of uh, survival for the Nuggets. And I was saying at the time that the Nuggets need to, specifically Jokic, needs to step up, and he needs to become the guy that carried the team down the stretch last year. Now, it was very interesting. I've, I've had a conversation with several Nuggets people who believe that my take on Nikola Jokic is uh, too negative. They think that he does everything by design. He knows exactly what he's doing. And it is a uh, all part of his design on the court. My frustration with Jokic has always been he chooses... Sometimes he chooses the most negative thing. And I, and I don't think it's a with negative intent, but I think he makes a willful choice to do something because he perceives ball-dominant scoring as selfish. And he said it again last night when people talking about the MVP stuff. He, he got real shy and he kind of looked away. And he said, well, this is not, you know, what I'm here for. Uh, that's, person, that's, that's personal stuff. You know, this is a team, blah, blah, blah. Um, it is a perception that he himself has that doing what he has been doing, you can tell, you can sense a little bit of shame in his, in scoring. Uh, Jokic is capable. And this is my frustration with Jokic has always been, he's capable of dominating a game single-handedly. He's shown it. He's very smart. He is smarter than most of the NBA players out there. And that's how he makes his, makes his living is that he is smarter than basically everyone else out there. And that, that intelligence has made him unique. 
specifically for someone who is as big as he is. And what has held him back from really, in my eyes, from achieving that superstar status has been selfish unselfishness. And uh, people don't understand that expression, you know, you can be selfishly unselfish. But there is a there is a point to which your unselfishness becomes destructive. And I think his desire to incorporate Paul Millsap, um, get everybody's ability to eat, uh, as a common new expression would be, to eat and get theirs, has what it has done is limit his ability to really full blossom to what he's capable of. Um, Nikola Jokic can score 25 points a night easily, easily with like no effort, no effort. Um, and he's chosen not to, you can, you can, your, your team, it's not an either or thing, right? I think he doesn't understand that part of his, what the team needs from him even when Millsap and Harris and Barton return, is his ability to be that source of gravity. Um, the NBA is set up the way where you need a guy who can suck the energy. You need a guy who can, um, say like Steph Curry, is a guy who's just going to get his no matter what. And not in a, that's not selfish. It is a very uh, necessary thing with the, with the NBA. Egalitarian teams... Um, by and large, are a myth. As much passing as the Golden State Warriors did, Steph Curry was a, a, a lightning bolt, right? As much as the 2015, excuse me, 14 Spurs were the model of passing and share the ballism, quite frankly, the guy who made everything work was Tim Duncan still. Even though they shared the ball, his sense of gravity was still there because Tim Duncan, at that point, was still Tim Duncan. There is a sense of gravity, and that, you know, something that I know a lot of people, uh, they like to use the word now, is gravity. Well, it is, a, it is more than a sense of, like, people orbiting around a planet. It's more about if they, you don't make them think about you, they won't think about you. And Jokic to, could do all the passing he wants and be the, the John Stockton of centers. But if he is in a, if he doesn't set a standard of scoring, his gravity is diminished. And one of the frustrating things about Jokic is that he, the way he views personal scoring is anathema to the modern NBA. It's made him unique, but it's also limited his ability to explode. He can explode, and he can explode, and we've seen it, in ways that are... Uh, Nikola Jokic can explode in ways that we have not seen in Denver. You know, you incorporate the... Pat I mean, look at last night. He had 32 points, 16 rebounds, and I think he only had three or four assists, okay? I think it was four. People were like, oh, man, he wasn't, he was had a great game, but he you know, they looked at the stats and he, you know, oh, man, he wasn't distributing. Well, yes, he was. He was distributing the ball, but he wasn't 
I think there was a sense that his his role that night was to be the offensive focus. Well, that does not change when Paul Millsap comes back. That does not change when Gary Harris comes back. And that does not change when Will Barton comes back. It will be the same regardless. You need to have a rock. Nikola Jokic is that rock if he chooses to be. It is not about people stopping. People, Denver Nuggets fans need to wrap their heads around this. It's not about other teams stopping Nikola Jokic. It's him stopping himself and making the conscious decision to not go past a certain thing. He limits himself in ways that I've rarely seen an NBA player. Maybe that's a cultural thing for him. Don't know. Don't know. Once Nikola Jokic gets over his barrier that scoring is selfish, he will be a 100% superstar, without a doubt. And, you know, during this stretch, he has stepped up and he has put up numbers that we have been hoping that he puts up all year. We've been hoping this. Despite the, as, as Deadspin said, the doughy, the doughy shoulders... Um, or as the Canadian, uh, the Canadian uh, reporter said, he looked like a seven-foot bag of milk. Regardless of all that, regardless, his ability to establish himself and dominate and basically, basically be unstoppable is something that we have been craving in Denver for a long time. Forget everything else. We've just needed the guy that was needed to come out and say, yeah, I'm going to do what I do, and you're going to have to lock me down to stop me. And I think that once Jokic understands that he can do that all the time is when Denver will be fully unlocked. And that's the scary thing about this Nuggets team. Scary. Because when... Harris, Millsap, and Barton come back. They will be at full health relatively, you know, outside of Isaiah Thomas and Michael Porter Jr. Um, They will be at full health for the first time since the first game. So that's going to still ways out. The Jokic we see now needs to be the same Jokic then. And that's the only way the Nuggets can overcome reincorporating players they need to reincorporate. And I think that I think that maybe it's slowly dawning on on Nikola Jokic. That's what he needs to do. What he has done and what he did at the last eight games of last year is what Jokic. You you look at you look at him and you look at those statistics and you look at his stretch during these this last five games and you think that is the guy we need all the time. One hundred percent. It's not selfish to be the best player. In fact, it is by far the best thing he can do. And God damn it, I want Nikola Jokic to understand that. Scoring and getting over 20 points a game is not selfish. And in fact, it's not dumb either. When you understand you are the best player and you understand the NBA ecology, not basketball in general, the NBA is a different league. 
The NBA has the best athletes in the league, but the NBA uh, operates on a, there has to be on a five-man starting lineup or whatever's on the floor. You need that guy to be the top of the freaking pyramid. And that includes scoring. You can't leave out one part of your game. And the Nikola Jokic we have seen has been capable of doing that with ease. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, despite his quotes after the game last night, I am hoping that it has dawned on him that he can be everything he wants to be if he accepts that what he needs to be in the NBA is different from playing in Europe. And I think he's getting there. Because what we have seen with this 21-9 and Nuggets team is pretty freaking special. And once everyone kind of comes on board, we will all realize how good this Nuggets team is. I know I'm pretty excited. All right. Well, I think, I think the next podcast will be featuring Mr. Nate Timmons. Uh, don't quote me on that because I've been, I've been wrong many, many times here. But uh, I'm going to try to have, uh, you know, Nate's going to come back to co-host. So uh, until then, uh, thank you all for joining me and hope go Nuggets. Bye.